The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 215 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. Here at the Okie Geek Podcast, we celebrate our local authors. Hannah Hall lives in Norman and is getting ready to release a new science fiction novel. Hannah joins us now over Zoom video conference. How, Hannah, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Michael. How are you? Fantastic. So uh, you, 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 you live in Norman. Are you you're going to school at OU? Is that what I understand? Yes, I'm in my last semester of my undergraduate at OU. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Are you guys, is it, it's not distance right now. It, you guys are actually in person, correct? So OU is open in person. My classes, unfortunately, were all moved online. Oh. So I personally am not in person, but the university itself is open with in person classes. So. How's, how's the virtual classes going for you? You know, it's better this semester than it was last semester when we got switched kind of halfway. Yeah. Um, at least now we're kind of starting with the expectation, but it has still been a challenge um, doing, you know, Zoom classes in mm. your living room is <laughs> different than sitting in a lecture hall, but I'm getting used to it. And I think that overall it's it's going to go well. And I think that maybe it was for the best this semester. So I'm okay with that. That's good. And you graduate in December? I do. Yes. That's it. Congratulations. Thank you. So tell me about this new book that you've got coming out. Yeah, so Awake will be my third published piece, but it's actually the first full-length novel that I've written. So this one is kind of my baby. I had <laughs> been toying with the synopsis since about my senior year in high school. So this book has been a long time coming. I finally wrote it last summer, so summer of 2019, and then I have been rewriting it ever since. And it is finally to the point where it is ready to go out into the world. Um, it's a science fiction novel, which this is the first time I have toyed with science fiction as well. I love to read science fiction, but this is the first one that I've written. Um, so it takes place in the year 2030. So futuristic, futuristic technology is kind of the main plot point that my story kind of revolves around. Mm -hmm. It follows specifically the story of a freshman in college named Blue Emerson. She is extremely intellectual. Um, a little bit introverted, kind of inside herself, and things in her world start going bizarrely wrong. She has, you know, fights with her roommate that end up more like her roommate's trying to kill her. She has scarecrows in her lecture hall. She has flashbacks of a car accident she doesn't remember. And so the story is about Blue figuring out what is going on in her world, how she can solve it, and come to find out it's going to take multiple worlds to solve her problems. So how long did it take you to write this? So I started writing Awake last May, so about a year and a half ago. And then I just finished it. I mean, truthfully, I just finished it a couple months ago. I rewrote it about three times. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> quite a process. That's the hardest thing when I when I try to write anything is going back and rewriting because I feel like 
oh, I don't want to take that out, or I think that was perfect. How do you make that decision? So it's it's a tough call. And sometimes it takes reading the whole thing again to figure out, okay, that really doesn't work, or this is what it's needing. Um, so after I read it and rewrote it the second time, I figured out that it needed a whole third perspective. I needed to go back <laughs> and write in this third character's point of view um, for the antagonist to be strong enough and for his motivations to be strong enough. But the first two times that I read the thing, I didn't come to that conclusion. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a fine line between um, what do I personally want because this is this thing that I created and I had a vision for it versus what's actually going to make it make more sense to the reader and get it to sell. Did you also go send it out to people to, to read or, or to friends and family? Yes. So I worked one-on-one uh, -on -one with a professor who helped me edit it. And then um, I had kind of a peer group of reviewers who um, gave me some feedback, was super helpful, ended up changing another couple things mm -hmm. even after they reviewed it. And I did that in, in several steps of the process. So the first time I wrote it worked with the professor. The second time I wrote it worked with the peer group. So it kind of happened in waves, but yeah, definitely had some people help me. So it's going to feel good also to kind of get some feedback from them as well. Yes. Yeah, it definitely does feel good. It validates what you're doing because for the first, you know, six months that I was working on the thing, I had no idea if it was even a good story, mm -hmm. you know, because I had decided that it was for myself, but really until you have that validation from an outside source, you have no idea if what you're doing is credible at all. Yeah. And the only way you can know otherwise is by putting the book out. And by that time it's too late. It's already done. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, you said this was your first science fiction. What other kind of, uh, store, what kind of genres do you, do you deal in? Yeah. So I mostly write in the mystery thriller genre. Mm -hmm. Um, I've dabbled a little bit in horror and gothic as well, but um, I hadn't really touched on science fiction until I came up with this plot idea. So this was a first for me, but I definitely don't think it will be the last either. I really enjoyed writing it. Well, and horror and gothic are just as geeky and as uh, as as is mystery. What uh, what what are the other books that you have? So I have another book that is available on Amazon. It's published. It's called Sleep Tight. And it is essentially about a man who struggles with alcoholism and he wakes up in a hotel room that he doesn't remember going to with a dead body. So Ooh. very classic opening. Mm -hmm. And throughout the rest of the book, he tries to figure out the mystery of, did I kill this person? And if not me, then who, how did I end up here? And he gets fed back pieces of information from his subconscious during episodes of sleep paralysis. Oh, wow. So you have him externally solving the mystery while also having these dreams that are feeding him information that he's having to decipher for himself. Is that real or am I losing my mind? That's amazing. That sounds like, and people can find these book, that book at Amazon and your other book as well. Yes. Yeah. So my other published piece is a short story. It's called puzzles. I wrote it about two years ago and it is also a mystery, but it is young adult fiction. Is it better now that we live in a time where you can self publish without having to worry about going to Simon & Schuster or some of the big named publishers out there and try to sell your book to them? Yeah, so there's absolutely lots of pros to the self-publishing industry. I know, especially for myself, someone who's young and just trying to launch their career while still having uh, more control mm -hmm. over what happens to the stories, self-publishing is a phenomenal option. 
Um, you know, the cons, maybe you have to do more yourself. You don't have an agent that gets you, um, you know, the publicity that you might need otherwise to get the word out there. Cause then, you know, you can write a book, but whether or not people care that you wrote the book, um, mm -hmm. is really kind of up to you as well when you self publish. So, um, couple cons there, but I definitely have just been blown away by the ability for me to get my work out there, especially even before I graduate. And um, the fact that people have physical copies of my book already is really amazing. And, you know, it's really kind of opened up the industry because now, you know, if the barrier was I don't live in New York or I don't have these contacts, well, that's no longer an issue with the self-publishing industry and Amazon, Kindle ebook, especially Amazon is huge. Mm -hmm. People really do find the things that you put out there. Right. And it used to be, uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll publish your book as soon as you become a, a published author. And it's like, well, it's a vicious cycle. And absolutely now you can actually publish your book, uh, get some feedback, get some, get some name recognition. Then maybe some of these other booksellers might be able to pick you up for, for future books. You actually prove that you are a credible author. Yes, absolutely. And that's been the biggest thing for me is, you know, I, I would love to go, you know, the New York route eventually and get, you know, big name publishers. But the way that you begin is by proving yourself, like you said. And if you don't have anything out there and no one wants to take you because you don't have anything out there, well, then where do you begin? You know, and so self-publishing is an incredible place to begin to prove yourself and to start a fan base and then work your way up the ranks. Exactly. Now, you've this Awake is a sci-fi. So what, besides being just set um, 10 years in the future, what what makes it a sci-fi? Yeah, so the, the main plot point that the main character deals with has to do with a futuristic technology that malfunctions. And so she is working with herself in a world that she doesn't understand because it's not quite like the world that we live in right now but the world we live in right now still exists in a different place. So it's a matter of her contacting that world and getting the help she needs to solve what's going on in her world. That's amazing. Have you, how, how much have, have you always liked sci-fi? Is that something new to you? I've always liked sci-fi. Yes. I, I love reading sci-fi, watching science fiction movies. Um, I didn't know that I would be interested in writing it because it definitely takes a lot more research, mm -hmm. um, especially when you're talking about setting a novel in the future. Okay, so what of this technology is already being produced and, and what is too far-fetched versus what is just far-fetched enough to scare people, you know, um, because it's actually maybe even in the works. So uh, I didn't know if I would be interested in writing that because I didn't know what that research was going to look like. Now that I've done it, I definitely think that I will continue writing sci-fi. Yes, sci-fi is so much harder because you really want to kind of try to be as fact-based as possible. Otherwise, it, it, it loses the reader too easy. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's, that's a huge point of science fiction is if you are too far beyond what anyone can possibly comprehend, then you lose your credibility. Mm -hmm. But if you're, you know, there's that fine line where if you do just enough that, hey, like this is maybe even possible, then it starts to really engage people because they start to, you know, contemplate what if what is of this is possible and what like what could that mean for us in the future? Can you tell us what this futuristic technology is? I cannot. Okay, that's, <laughs> yeah, that, you have to read the have book. To read the book. That's yeah. what when when are you actually produ producing this? When is um, it's going out? When is it actually going out? Yeah, September fifteenth. 
it will be launched on Amazon. It's actually available for pre-order right now. If you're interested in getting the ebook that is already available for pre-order on Amazon and then the paperback as well as the ebook launches officially on the 15th. Do you already get a copy of your paperback? I do. Yes. I haven't physically received it yet. Okay. But uh, yeah, you are sent author's copies. Oh, that'd be amazing. So it's got to be phenomenal. Just, and you got, have you got physical copies of the other books as well? Yes, I do. What's it like to get your physical copy of your book, something you've written? I can't even quite describe it to you because it's so surreal to finally physically hold the thing that you've worked on hypothetically and then digitally, you know, for months to years to actually physically hold that and see your name on the cover and flip through the pages is just like, it's, it's unlike anything. I can't quite compare it to any kind of feeling, but it it's absolutely fantastic. And how do you do, how do you get the physical copies? Is, is that going through Amazon or is that going through another company? How do you do that? I don't, I don't even know how to get a physical yeah, copy. Yeah. So it's all through Amazon, which oh, is wow. really amazing. So Kindle ebook, uh, you create your own bookshelf basically. Mm-hmm. And as the author, you request a certain amount of copies and they just send it to you. Um, and it's, it saves all of your information. So once you're, you know, if you want to pass out a couple more copies, you just go back in, request a couple more copies and they show up at your door a couple days later. So it's really amazing. That's great. Now, have you heard about, uh, what do you plan to do with the books as far as uh, putting them in bookstores or just selling them on a street corner? How would you, how are you going to put these out? Yeah, so I have several different plans for how I'm going to distribute the book. Um, there's, of course, you know, just the word of mouth and hearsay, and that actually helps it travel relatively far, which I've learned from my first book. Um, but for this one, I have several more plans. I'm going to do a virtual book tour. So there's going mm. to be several days where the book is available at a discounted price, and it will be, you know, launched a couple weeks into the book's publication. We're also going to be looking into some local bookstores, see if we can sell it in some brick and mortar places, see if we can do some book signings. There's lots of things we can do in person to get the word out there as well. Um, COVID makes that a little bit more complicated, but we are you know, still planning on doing what we can do as far as getting it into stores. It is enrolled in expanded distribution, which means that bookstores can actually go to Amazon and order their own copies that they can then sell in their stores. So if we can get some connections there, that would be an amazing way to get the book in more people's hands. And that's great because, you know, at one time everyone was talking about how the Barnes and Nobles would would take over all these bookstores, but there are still these local bookstores out there. I know my favorite one in Edmond, Best of Books, actually has an entire shelf just for Oklahoma authors. Have you found that at other local stores? I have. I found that especially, you know, locally owned places are really open to selling what their local people are doing, Um, whether that be books, music, you know, I mean, you name it, they're really open to it. And so I'm excited to see um, where this book can end up because of those connections. And you said you're doing a virtual book tour. Are there other plans to publicize, uh, to, to get the word out about this? Yeah, there are lots of platforms, especially with social media being as big as it is these days, lots of platforms that will literally just for free promote your book. So, you know, making things like a book trailer and promos and sending it out to these companies and they help uh, spread the word. Twitter is an amazing resource Mm -hmm. for self-publishing authors. Um, There are all kinds of hashtags and communities that you can follow that really 
um, promote each other and help to distribute your book, especially outside of Oklahoma. That's an incredible resource because you can connect with people from all over the country and all over the world with the hashtag, which is really amazing. Which is incredible that we live in this time where you are able to do that. I mean, that's got to be pretty amazing to be able to do that. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And it, it really kind of opens up a whole new window of opportunity, especially for, you know, a 22 year old from Norman, Oklahoma. All of a sudden I can reach these people all over the world, either doing something similar to what I'm doing or maybe even better. They're a step ahead and they can show me the resources they used. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's really incredible that we live in a time where it's as easy as, you know, sending a tweet and getting the word out. And all of a sudden you have all of these networks that can help you get where you want to go. You mentioned a book trailer. What's involved in that? You know, it really kind of depends. Um, there are book trailers that are just authors sitting and talking about their book. And then there are some that are more professionally produced. Um, there might even be actors involved. There can be sets involved. It really just kind of depends on what level you're interested in. At this point, I'm somewhere in between and I'm not <laughs> entirely sure what it's going to look like for Awake, especially since Awake takes place in such a unique setting. Mm -hmm. um, but it, yeah, it just kind of depends. And I think for me, it's going to be more about getting people intrigued by the plot and less about the facade of it all. So somewhere in between. One of the great idea behind a science fiction is, is well, any writing, regardless of science fiction, fantasy, historical fiction, modern day fiction, it's got to have relatable characters. And yeah, so I'm guessing Blue characters. is like that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing in, in almost any fiction, but I think especially in science fiction, when the world is so complex and maybe a little bit more complicated to grasp as the reader, what you really grab hold of are the characters and what you can still relate to them just on a human level. So especially for Awake, that was a huge deal to me because I knew, you know, okay, this book takes place in the future. There's going to be things about it that people wrestle with a little bit more than, you know, if it took place today and the world was a little bit more tangible. So what can I do? Well, I can make my character still really tangible. And so, you know, I think my main character, especially, she's very sympathetic. She comes from you know, a family background that I think a lot of us could maybe relate to. And she has a mind that's very complex, but she doesn't always know how to speak it. And so as the reader, we are reading her thoughts and we're understanding what she's processing, but the other characters in the book don't necessarily grasp that. And then when a character does, then he's really sympathetic as well, because he relates to what's going on inside of her the same way we relate to what's going on inside of her. Right. And you mentioned the blue is also a little bit of an introvert. So there's something to, uh, to identify with there as well. Absolutely. And I think readers, especially a lot of us are introverted and writers. A lot of us are introverted, <laughs> creative people in general, quite a few of us are very much inside <laughs> of our heads. And I think that that's an amazing thing to be able to portray to an audience that they can go, Hey, that's me. You know, I understand why she's thinking that and why she's feeling that. And I understand the frustration of not being able to clearly put across what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. You are finishing this book and you're trying to finish college as well. Had you, have you got anything else in the works? I actually have another book written. Oh, I can't quite tell you when it's going to be released yet. Mm -hmm. um, but I have another one written and I am starting on another one. So I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm Good. kind of constantly right. Mm -hmm. Um, and whether or not it amounts to anything, you know, only time will tell, but I always have a little bit of something in the works. What's the other book that you, can you tell us anything about it? 
I mean, I know yeah, we don't know what's so going to happen. It's another mystery. So it's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit closer to sleep tight. Um, and it is another murder mystery type thing, uh, takes place in a very rural town. Um, so got to play with the small town theme a little bit for that one. Really exciting. Another really interesting, strong female character, which I love. I love to write, um, the very like not passive female main character, um, which I think the world needs a little bit more of. And so, yeah, so that's going to be the next one. That's fantastic. And so where can people find out more information about these books? So I have a website that's hall0018.wixsite. And I actually have a free preview of Awake available Mm -hmm. on my website right now. You can actually read the entire first chapter for free. Um, So go check that out. There's also more information about my other books, both published and not published. So you can get updates there. There's also, of course, uh, Instagram, Twitter. You can follow me, Hannah Joy Hall. And I post updates all the time there about what's coming next and what to expect. And for those who don't know, it's, it's eight, two H's on Hannah, on Hannah, not an, yes, because yes. <laughs> I've, I've seen it spelled without the H on the end. So it's H A N N A H and then joy J O Y hall. Yes. Is that correct? That's right. Yep. And find you on Twitter, Instagram. And of course, uh, if, if people, you said it's Hannah hall dot Wix, is that right? Dot Wix.com hall zero zero one eight dot wick site so just search hannah hall author i think that would that might yes that'll pop that'll pop it up (laughs) that's fantastic and i i guess good luck to you with with college and uh and these books and we'll make sure and let people know that that this book's coming out on tuesday which is really exciting yes so exciting thank you so much thank you very much hannah so that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on our Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Hannah Hall, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on. Geek on.